Hey, it is Andre, and this is RC After Hours episode podcast number 76, believe it or not, 76. Uh, we're chasing the month of June away really aggressively, and I apologize for not getting on a podcast earlier. Things got a little crazy in life, and I, uh, I needed a weekend away. And uh, in fact, two, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, so this is a catch-up podcast. I don't even have a name, a title, or anything for the show. Maybe it's going to be called Catch-Up. Or is that cat's up? Who knows? Um, but basically, I figured I would sit down. I've got a bunch of notes, a bunch of planes, new products, and everything I want to talk about. No guests lined up or anything. There is stuff in the works for July. I've got uh, stuff I'll talk about throughout the podcast and everything, and we'll, we'll go from there. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so just taking the opportunity to sit down, ramble on a little bit, and talk about some of the stuff I've done recently. And yes, I've even been flying a little bit, and there's so many cool projects lined up for July that I want to tell you about. But I'm gonna hold off, and we're gonna wait, and we're gonna keep those in our hand. You know, you know, keeping the cookie jar right. Um, so. I guess uh, last week it was Father's Day, uh, the Father's Day weekend in North America, um, and I don't know who went out flying. Uh, I didn't get out flying, but I certainly enjoyed the RC hobby. Uh, we were actually at a cottage that is an airbase, uh, a seaplane base, so no, no flying vehicles. Now, there was a quad. There was some guy flying a quad, and I was really jealous I didn't bring any airplanes because the uh, the little U of X t- uh, timber on floats uh, it would have been awesome out there. But I enjoyed the RC boats and the and the crawler and everything. Um, so I'm just going to dive into my topics. I will, as usual, I post the show notes within the uh, within the release and everything, so you'll be able to see all the aircraft I want to talk about and everything. Um, but first and foremost, um, I want to update the logo for the RC After Hours podcast. Eventually, that sticker run is going to run out. And if you are a Patreon and want stickers and haven't got them yet, check out the Patreon page. There's details. If you haven't done it, uh, there's details on how you can submit that information to me so we can get that mailed out and everything. Uh, there have been a couple really cool uh, uh, submissions. And stick those stickers on stuff. Take the, the podcast on Instagram or social media, and uh, I'll be sure to reshare that and everything. Really appreciate all the support. Thank you, everybody, who's actually speaking of Patreon. Thank you, everybody, who's stuck around. There was some stuff that happened there regarding taxes in the U.S. and everything. And like I said, I've, I've always maintained that this is, um, you know, a bonus. Uh, <laughs> that was my cat jumping from bench to bench. Um, the Patreon thing is something that was set up. Uh, you know, by Chris, and and it makes sense, and it does help keep this show afloat and running, and everything. And it will tie into something and in some of the projects I'm working towards into the future. So enough of that. Huge thank you. Um, yeah, you know, I just I appreciate all the uh, uh, the effort everybody puts towards. But that's not the point of this podcast. This podcast would carry on without that stuff. So. Okay, logo. Uh, I have a couple of ideas I want to do. There's a couple that were thrown out, but if you guys have got, if you're a graphic artist and can whip something that's the, you know, like the the Radiant logo is awesome, but I feel like it's dated and doesn't reflect the show anymore. Um, You know, so I've got a couple other ones that look really neat, and and it's the classic thing. It's the, the classic, you know, 
glider, uh, high wing aircraft, and, and FPV wing, you know, and I, I'm just trying to mash those together. And obviously the blame Andre thing is still <laughs> really prevalent and really having fun with that. Um, so I think the two of them are going to combine. I will start generating some new graphical designs uh, and t-shirt designs and everything and trying to figure out how to get stickers going and everything and just keep pushing stuff out. So um, because we're not going to get to see each other in July, unfortunately, uh, yeah, it's kind of sad. And, I, and so I'm not in a rush to produce this stuff because uh, obviously we won't be at Flight Fest this year. Um, speaking of which, it looks like even if the event had gone on, the Canadian-U.S. border will remain from Ontario and so forth. That border is going to remain closed well into late July, possibly August now. So um, that impacts a few projects I had in mind, but uh, it's same at the same time, I'll cover all that in July. Yeah, I, the July podcast should be fun. Um, speaking of which, uh, check out uh, Hangar. Uh, thehangerrc.com. Um, those guys, uh, Sam and crew, um, uh, will be on the show in the future. He's actually whipping up a, uh, a graphic design and an aircraft he wants to send me to build, and we'll get him on the show. Um, and that's that's kind of where we're directing a lot of the stuff, a lot of the focus of the show, or I'm directing a lot of the focus of the show, is things like we saw with Sean and Defiant Wings, talking to some of the smaller manufacturers. I love engaging with the big guys. Um but they have their own agenda. The small guys, um, they know what they're after. They know uh, it, it, the podcast can have a better effect on someone someone like that. Um, so Sean, Sean's stuff with, with the yard smash, and then we'll have Sam on from, from the, the Hangar RC, and we'll have some fun with those. I'm still trying to tie in the, pod, the, the flight test guys and bring those guys on again to talk about some of their stuff, um, you know, and discuss uh, plans for 2021 and so forth. Um, and we'll keep going and going. And going and going. And I guess that's the beautiful part of this podcast. If I can keep my momentum going, and I said that in the uh, post other uh, yesterday, I think, um, that uh, if I keep a routine going, it works. Um, it's when I take a break, it's really easy to stop. And at the same time, you know, we're into flying season. And uh, we'll, we'll also talk about the, all that flying and everything. And I really hope people are finally getting back out to the parks and as things open up and relax as far as rules. I know our flying club is going. And I flew, I've flown a few times now at the park. Uh, the other weekend it was when we flew uh, Norman. And uh, Captain Drone was chasing some of my uh, light, lit up planes. And for the first time, I flew without being on the simulator uh, with my uh, uh, Spectrum uh, DX9. And I enjoyed it. Now, <laughs> I will go on record saying my biggest problem I have with um, programming an airplane. So so most of them get inputted pretty easily, download the file and transfer it over. Da-da-da-da. Magic. It's done. Um, the party didn't have a file. So actually, it was a good exercise for me to sit down uh, and go through all the menus and like, oh, how do I enable flaps? The funniest thing I'm learning between the difference between my 9X and my my, my um, uh, Tyrannus is natively the spectrum switches are actually polar opposites. Um, I fly like a hybrid pinch kind of style. So my, my thumb... My throttle is on my thumb, and then I pinch on my ailerons. But what that does is means like the the the, the, um, 
uh, on the spectrum radio, the C and B or C and D switches, the three of those ones, um, I have a problem. I can't grab them. And so natively, the spectrum ones, like the rates and the flaps are on those ones where normally I would have them on like my flaps would be, uh, you know, uh, would be on like E and then my rates would be on F. My gear would be on, I guess it's G and my kill switch. And everything is polar opposite. So I'm trying to like grab the flaps on the on the Pawnee, which are above the throttle and the, I'm wiggling the rudder and dumping the throttle. And I'm like, wow, I'm... So I've either got to get used to it or I've just got to keep remapping every single model back to it. Now, you're like, well, does that make a difference? I said, it doesn't make a difference when you're flying around. But when you get into a situation where you're like, ooh, you know, and, and muscle memory or dumb sticks or whatever, I don't want to be like, you know, trying to pop the flaps or the rates or something and hitting the wrong switch. So I just want everything to be the same. Um, I'm really enjoying... Um, the spectrum experience as far as, you know, the radio, the radio is really nice. And I, I managed to pick this up from a buddy's estate sale, um, unfortunately, but, uh, it is what it is. Uh, it's a really good radio. The system is okay. I, I, I've been so used to the open TX kind of format on, on my FR sky that I really had to go through and, and, and learn and, and, you know, you'd flip onto YouTube and go, okay, how you do this? So I can almost see now, um, the benefit of that, uh, the whole IX 18 and IX 20, everything with the, the Android embedded, because you can just go, okay, I've got a new model, blah, 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 bang. And you're right off the device. There is no, go to my computer, transfer the SD card loaded from there. Um, but the model has to exist. And in this case, like I said, the Brave Knight Pawnee, which I enjoyed flying the heck out of that airplane again. Um, it had been a long time, and uh, so I, I programmed it up. I basically had the, the, the FR Sky Radio open beside me, and I went through and I copied all the settings, and boom, boom, boom. Um, the one gripe I have, and i got to go learn, on the, on the DX9, uh, the Spectrum Radios, um, I usually set three uh, rates, uh, rates with the Expo and everything, um, and... You, on the ailerons, you can only get high and low, which really drives me crazy because I don't always want that. I kind of like, so I ended up setting my low as my medium and in the end flew the plane on high rates, any 100% throws and just, you know, drove it around like a race car. And that's the Pawnee, right? If you listen to past podcasts, I had to learn how to drive that airplane because it just didn't want to land. It floated so much and I had to figure out what it likes. It wants its this really weird attitude where the nose is down, the tail's up, and it's just booming through it thinks it's a corsair uh and you drive it like that and you fly it hard um interesting problem i ran into while flying this i had a couple of small zippy compact packs uh, 25c so super thin they fit in great and then i was flying my um yeah china line rc ones and even the graphene packs and these thicker packs these 70c packs are really nice reliable batteries they'll have a long life and everything they don't fit in a lot of these other older planes that weren't designed with large bays. And I was like, oh, and I'm like, I'm basic, you know, couldn't use a strap. Had to drop in some Velcro because I couldn't physically get the strap over the battery and close the hatch. And I'm pushing on the foam, on the uh, on the cowl and everything. And I'm like, wow. So these thicker batteries, although they'll have a longer life and everything, aren't designed for a lot of these older planes. But Again, the Pawnee, the Pawnee has proven itself over and over and again. It's it's funny. It's one of those planes that sits on the um, potential sell list. You know, as I as I move through the hobby and change up all my aircraft, 
it still sits there. And it was on the list going, okay, if I'm doing a clean out and everything, and I flew it and said, oh, hell no, this thing is not leaving the fleet. It's just, it still has a long life ahead of it. Still has a, it's still a relevant airplane, even though it is underpowered by, uh, by current specs. Um, it's still one of the best looking planes at night. It needed bigger tires, bigger uh, front and rear landing gear, uh, wheels and everything. But it still flies, and I still am on the stock prop, and I put a 3S2200, even the 25C, and I flew the heck out of that airplane the moment I put it up in the air. And it was like, okay, take off. Yep, I remember this airplane, and just go. And uh, it's one of those, you know, one of those aircraft that uh, the only thing that's replaced this thing recently, and we'll get to that too, is that Timber Knight. And uh, I think that's... Uh, that's a pretty impressive aircraft. Um, bang for buck and everything. 1.2 meter high wing and everything. So really, that's the first aircraft in a couple of years to compete with this thing um, as far as LEDs. So what would be really cool is if they took all the lighting technology that's in the Night Radiant and dumped that into a high wing like like the Timber X. So you have full control and everything. Speaking of controls, uh, the wing nut control board. Turns out mine was defective getting a brand new one from Brian and crew. Um, and there've been some updates, so I'm really looking excited. I, I haven't even flown that Radiant. Uh, it's all ready to go. And I was all, I was all set up and trying to tune. I'm like, okay, this works fine on the, on the servo controller. I go into my receiver, hook that up and I got no control of the board and everything. So I'm like, Hey Brian. And he's like, and we did the up, we did the firmware update up on it and everything. So that board's going back so he can diagnose it and he's sending me another one. So wingnut.com i'll put the link in the show description because if you have a night radiant you need this board and he's working on some other little goodies that we've collaborated with so um yeah i'm all over the place but hey we're doing a podcast um so yes i flew and i flew on the 9x i enjoyed that i enjoyed the uh the, the um the night pony um still a fantastic aircraft we put uh i i did a video sh- a flight video with um Captain Drone, and um, we flew Norman um, from Great uh, Lanes, Great Plains, Lanes, Great Plains, <laughs> Lanes Plains, and Norman was having a good time. I put a bigger motor on it and a 40 amp ESC, and I laughed because I came down and that 40 amp ESC was still hot. So I think it's a size 10, so it's a large, it's an older Park Zone or E Flight motor, but a big one. And I'm still spinning the 11 inch prop, and I'm 3s to uh, 3s 4000. And that ESC came down hot. I'm like, wow. So I might dump a 50 and or I might put the ESC on the outside uh, behind the motor so it's getting some airflow because that could be the other issue where there's no airflow. (laughs) So flying this airplane near the end of the flight, I think things were getting hot and I was a little low and everything. And I bopped poor Norman off the deck and and cracked the front. And and Lane was like, oh, that happens all the time. You know, just a lot of forward weight. So Norman's going to get some glue and fixed up and everything. But anyhow, the video looks fantastic. He was all lit up and goofy, but the power was nice. Um, The prop angle is off. So I may actually have to do a little uh, work there just to uh, uh, move the motor down and to the right kind of thing, just offset it just a tiny bit. when I took off, I had tons of up nose angle and everything. So the power is right. I just got to check whether I do another, whether I move the ESC out or put a 50 in. I've got it. But what I've also done is I've separated the... Um, the lights from the uh, from the ESC, so I can actually run one battery with a with a dual uh, dual XT60, or I can run two batteries in there. Uh, 
the weight is up a tiny bit, so I actually might move the, the light battery into the uh, inner bay just to keep the two of them apart from each other. And I will have to work on the ventilation because that plane seemed to pick up a lot of heat. But still, a hoot to fly. It, he, it looks ridiculous in the air. It's just goofy, fun. It's such a fun airplane. And then I was I was texting with, uh, with Lane and I said, Jet Norman? Wouldn't it be kind of fun to dump two EDF motors onto his wings instead of a prop and see if that worked? And I may have to try that. I, I don't want to ruin the airplane, but I may have to try and bond two 4S EDFs onto his wings and see if it could propel that guy. If not, I do have the uh, uh, the BDF set up with the big housings, but I don't want to put too much weight on this aircraft because it is fun the way it is. So uh, I really, that that was one of the planes that was tapped to come with me to Ohio for the summer. So he'll have to wait till next year when I can fly with Lane and everything. So um, yeah, so projects, Andre's projects. Not going to talk about any of the other projects for July. Those are shh. I'm excited. I really am excited. It's been a long time since since something has kind of like just sunk in and, and made me happy about the hobby. Well, no, not even happy. Just excited just to do something different. Um, so I'm in the middle of uh, making preparations for a couple of these things um, because I can't actually, you know, do the work in the basement um, just because of the, the, the stuff that the material that's being used and stuff. I just don't I don't want to deal with that in the house. So, uh, the, the wacko, 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 I never get that right. The biplane is under, I'm still working away on that. I've been, uh, as I go, and it's one of those ones. Um, I passed the wing struts to a buddy of mine who's got access to a composite shop. To One of the wing struts had had a broken clip on the end. And they're like, oh, yeah, we can, we can remake these and everything. They'll be stronger and better than ever. And this was just before all this COVID-19 stuff. So I don't have access to the wing struts yet. They're at the shop waiting. So I've kind of been like, okay, this plane... You might not fly this year, it'll fly next year. So I've just been kind of like, whatever I feel like it, take a wing, take a section, take some CA, work on it, da-da-da-da. And I just do it in bursts. So it's just kind of, it is a non-rush, non-pressure. Um, and that's the biggest thing I find with the hobby lately is if it's non-pressure, I enjoy it um, and, and go from there. And that's why I really haven't been scratch building a lot. But then again, it's summertime. We're supposed to go flying. <laughs> I'm bad for not getting out flying enough, but I think July that'll be uh, that'll be my mission after work or early in the mornings or whatever. Grab a plane, go to the field, run a battery or two. Um, I was frustrated after the um, the trying to fly uh, when the camera ejected the car and I lost the footage and all this stuff. So it was kind of like ah, but that's because I was out of that routine. So I've been doing these little things as I go along to get the camera so I can do the content for it. It may not be the greatest content. It may not be you know I might not talk a lot and everything, but the point is I'm trying to get stuff across. I'm trying to get footage out and videos out so i'll keep doing that so like i said i'm doing little hacks to uh you know make it easier to have my cameras ready and just it's one of those as i get as i get used to it again it's just it's second nature all right the camera's working you know go 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 so the the biplane is is a work in progress and it will come along uh did the motor mount and everything uh there were some photos i put on social media so that looks good now have to adjust the prop angle and all this stuff, work on the mounts and start cleaning stuff up, drill the hole through the, through the firewall to get the ESC wiring through. So we're getting there. So the next steps on that are obviously to keep the covers going uh, on the wings, the control surfaces, get all the fuselage pieces glued down, 
and just keep progressing. So uh, I'm not even going to worry about painting the cow, the wheel pants, or, or, any, or the control surfaces right away um, because i got to find out if the paint I have will color match. But it'll just be get the plane set up, get all the, ES, uh, the servos running and everything, and just keep just knocking things off that airplane as I go. So I really look forward to it. It's going to be an amazing ship when it's all done. Six ass, big, you know, 430 kV motor and everything. So super excited. On the uh, Dreamflight LaBelle, thank you, Bill, uh, for sending that to me. I just um, actually yesterday was talking with him as I was working my way through it. The, the, I'm using a little FR Sky uh, receiver, which we saw. I soldered some, I had my dad solder some pins onto it. His soldering iron just blows mine away, and he, he had the time. So it's a little tiny one, six channels. So we, I bought some three pin uh, headers, and we put those on. Um, I was going to use some batteries, some little life batteries I had, but um, I had to cut the foam, and I realized the top canopy would get damaged. Uh, so I actually ended up going back to Dreamflight and buying a $10 battery and paying 15 US dollars in shipping. So, um, but. It's, you know, that that's going to be the cost of it. So I'm going to be into this thing for a couple bucks for the uh, servos and everything. But when it's done, I think I'm going to have a pretty solid DLG experience. So I might uh, sell off the Mountain Hobby 50 um, because that's just sitting there. But I don't know a lot of other people around here that do DLGs. But I'm looking forward to this. Um, I will. I got to watch those ums. Hey, folks. Sorry about that. I will get down to the build and probably set up a camera and everything um and there i am i'm in <laughs> sorry working on that uh i will try and do a build video and that's a funny thing too i get comments about that why don't i do build videos it's funny when i when i when i do my hobby nowadays um because work is so intense there's so much going on lots of editing lots of builds and lots of projects for work and professionally i do videos so when I want to relax, I fire up the music and I just go to work on the hobby. And I kind of don't want the camera there, not because I don't want to, you know, let you in on the experience, but it's my Zen time. It sounds so goofy, but that's so to have a camera going and thinking about all that. But I need to do that because I also really enjoy the creative process. And uh, so that's almost why the flying videos are work good for me because I can do two or three different camera angles, jazz it up with some music and have some fun. Um, and there's tons of people doing really awesome build videos these days. Joshua Orchard and a couple other guys, Ben, they're just doing some really fun stuff and creative stuff and everything. So, you know, we don't all have to be doing the same thing. But back to the DLG. I'm excited. I don't know when that battery is going to come in. Um, good old Canada Post is messing things up pretty bad, I've noticed. Uh, I've got uh, two A-Main orders coming in with some uh, receivers for these two special projects. Uh, and they've been in Canada for a month, and I don't know where they are. They land, and then they disappear from the tracking. So, unfortunately, all this uh, the COVID situation right now has overwhelmed the, the, the postal system, which means none of our gear is showing up. So, I've been actually going to um, my local great hobbies and, and buying a lot of stuff direct uh, for these July projects, which requires some special gear. Uh, so, you know, shout out to Tyler and crew and everything. He's the one that test drove the, uh, the night rate, night radiant, the night timber or the timber night, uh, timber X night, night X. I don't know what they called it. It's still a phenomenal plane. He really enjoyed it, but uh, it was interesting conversation from him because he's like, you know, 
the fun cub is on par and everything yes these newer airplanes are doing really well and obviously the as3x technology and everything making them making them a hoot um and they're 4s compatible but uh if you've got a high wing you can still have just as much fun and i come back to my original timber still uh tundra just killing it for me plus top bay access to the battery you would think after all this work and all these redesigns they would figure out how to put the hatch on the top versus the bottom so all right so dlg is rocking along that'll start getting glued together i i was reading the manual and it's you know take your time doing this and that and this and that and this and that so i'm looking forward to it i got my high-tech servos uh i'd never paid that much for such tiny little servos before in my life but i'm like i said I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to this and it's one of those things where they they say you want a six channel receiver at least so you can have individual um uh, throwings on all your settings so yeah i'm just looking over my notes and everything so we got the dlg we've talked i've hinted a little bit about the future projects um my 9x experience was good um again check out the hangar rc uh for the next one we will get them on the podcast very soon um lots of ums oh um i'm 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 really sorry <laughs> Uh, it's it's a very different experience when when you don't do it live. Um, you, you just don't have those people to uh, bounce ideas off of um, and listen to it. It's all me. So the ums are just me coming up with stuff. Product reviews. Let's jump straight into that. Uh, there is a couple interesting things. Uh, Horizon again. I don't know. I would have expected them to slow down their market uh, just output, but I. They're impressing us. Uh, just this week, they released the Ultimate again. I have seen in person the, the A10, the 64mm A10, surprised me. Fast and quiet. I still have to fly the, the, the Sukhoi. Um, I have the, the speed of EDFs. So I've got the Sukhoi. I've got the 626. Uh, I've got the, the Havoc. And I still have that Hawk that I've not even put in the air yet. So there's like four EDFs of my own. Um, it's one of those things that I will get into it when I get into my rhythm and just like bang them all out and we'll do some fun content with them because I'm really pardon me, looking forward to it. I uh, don't know if I'm going to do them at the Flying Club or if I'm going to do them at the uh, the park. I haven't decided yet. I have Flying Club. I noticed a couple of guys when they fresh cut once the lawn is freshly cut uh, apparently the edfs do work um but you need a good little rollout because if you get any leg on those wheels it it takes off it, it makes it take off a lot harder back to those product reviews uh like i said between hangar 9 and e-flight the uh, horizon um the horizon repertoire for 2020 has been pretty cool um still think that 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 timber is going to be the plane of the year because it kind of just uh, the E-Flight Night Timber kind of just fills in a, a very interesting void. Um, kind of an all-around performance aircraft, 4S, lights, high wing, big wheels, proven platform. So it's, jeez, uh, you know, it's, uh, I won't buy one right now because I've got too many high wings. If I had an offer or sold the Fun Cub, and the, the Tundra, I probably would replace it with that. But like I said, my only gripe is that silly battery bay on the bottom. Going into the reviews, Hangar 9 and the uh, the Carbon, uh, the Big Cub. And this thing is called the, Cu uh, the Cub Crafters Carbon Cub FX3. And they're now selling it with a 130, a DL-130. They're starting to do mortar packages, which is really cool. Uh, you know, and I almost wonder if they're going to get to a point where they're like, you know, 
you still want the build experience and everything, but uh, here are, here's all the gear and everything. But, you know, that's a $2,500 aircraft. It's pretty impressive, though. Um, big, 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 big. What's the wingspan on this one again? Length is 115 inches. It weighs almost 60 pounds. Uh, it's... Where's my wingspan? Wing, wing, wingspan, 165 inches. <laughs> so this is the big one. This is the biggest one I think they've 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 gone with. But the fact that they're doing a nice DL uh, 30 package, and I know Ali put a 20. Uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> I think it was a 200, uh, a twin 200 or something. It's just crazy. Um, and then, like I said, review wise. Uh, I haven't got my hands on it, but I talked to Tyler who flew one uh, from Great Hobbies, and the, the night timber uh, is just, it ticks off all those bo those boxes. So I really do think this is a big contender. Anybody looking for that second plane or that 4S, you know, their first 4S ship or something like that, you can't go wrong with this kind of class of aircraft, the, uh, the high wing. Uh, it's just really strong. So one of the guys at the field actually has uh, the Timber X and enjoys it. Um, and then he picked up the A-10, the 64-millimeter EDF A-10 from Horizon. And he was flying it around, the E-Flight. And I was extremely impressed by, um, one, the size. It's it's not as big, I think, as the... Um, the FMS, and it was certainly quiet. It was. It really impressed me how quiet it was. Uh, Wingspan-wise, here we go. Length is not bad at all, 42 inches. And wingspan is only 45 inches. So it's in that four-foot, uh, sort of that, uh, that two-foot, uh, uh, yeah, four-foot wingspan kind of range. So it's not huge. It has twin 40-amp ESCs. And it will take a LiPo uh, 6S 3200 to 4000. So not a huge battery pack, but what I saw and how it flew and everything, it was really nice. It was a really nice, clean flight. And the fact that it wasn't screaming loud was really interesting. Another aircraft that has shown up at the field as well is the Citation. That's the little E-Flight UMX Citation. I haven't seen it flying yet. But everything from the videos uh, that we've seen looks makes it look really good. And that one's uh, fixed gear, or you can remove it and belly land it. So, again, a little 3S ship, uh, 3S800, and uh, it's a nice little one. Uh, 170 US dollars, too, so not too bad. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised we don't see more UMX ships coming out. Uh, just because of the the climate and everything, but uh, the guys were flying their F-27s. That's the uh, the other UMX ship that runs on the 2S batteries and having a hoot chasing each other around. I have the old the old Striker um, that uh, Andrew uh, chased past me, but it's got the old foam, and every time I land that, I'm doing a repair job. So one day I'll have to replace that aircraft. Uh, the next one, this one surprised us. Or me, I should say. There is no us, right? E-Flight Ultimate 3D, 950 millimeter uh, 3D plane. Uh, this has been the ultimate ultimate. <laughs> has been around for, for a couple of years. Uh, but they've come back and they revised it. And they put in... Um, it will now run a 4S. Uh, so this is probably a direct competitor 
to uh, my Mamba. It's it looks a lot like the Mamba. It's got a lot of look and feel, um, but uh, they've done some minor differences, and it uh, it's a good looking airplane. Red, white, and black or gray. And uh, the fact that you can do 4S out of the box is pretty darn nice. Uh, it's got some strong features. Uh, it's got all the vortex generators. Obviously, they've worked with their AS3X, and they've got their, their, their flying modes and everything. Uh, it has a... I'm going to go to specs right away and give you all that information. So it, ha it takes 11 inch, 11 by 6 uh, prop. It will do 4S... 3 to 4S 2200, so, you know, good size pack. It's got f uh, four servos, um, so I'm thinking... Uh, so it's got bars that go across the two wings, the upper lower wing. So it's uh, rather than running uh, upper servos, so that's the difference with the Mamba. It has six servos on board, I believe. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. It has a 16 amp ESC with IC3, smart, and da-da-da, so you get your telemetry. And that plane comes in at, on sale right now is 280 but it looks nice. So if you're looking for a really nice uh, 3D plane, I don't think you can go wrong here unless you want, you know, it's, so it's, it would be interesting to see how this thing stacks up against the Flex, uh, but uh, there are some subtle differences. But again, it is a nice looking ship. It's got its vortex generators, all the uh, 3D capabilities. It's a tail dragger biplane. I mean, you can't go wrong. So again, the ultimate. Check out all the links in the uh, the, the show notes um, for these aircraft. And uh, another nice little surprise, FMS gliders. Uh, FMS have been having fun with the gliders. And they've just come out new is the uh, ASW-17, 2,500 millimeters. So nice mid-range glider, I guess. You know, you've got you've got a pretty good space. It's got a um, it's got a 40 amp ESC with a 740 kV Predator motor. Takes a 4S pack. Yes, 4S pack, 2200 to 2600, 35C. So nothing too crazy. It's got a high strength wing structure, metal spars. Um, it's got some spar joiners, so it all comes apart. It's got aileron and flaps. And um, it's, how many servos? Where are my specs? Two-piece wing, functional flaps. Uh, doesn't take long to put together. So it's got its 2,500-millimeter uh, wingspan. That is uh, 98.4 inches for those people interested. It does have AS3X technology. So it does come with a receiver? Plug-and-play. No, that's wrong. <laughs> if it's a plug-and-play. Uh, you know, it's got a 13.5-inch uh, folding prop and takes a 4S with an XT60 connector. So still pushing. Uh, interesting that, that they've got an XT60 versus an EC5. Um, its length is 55 inches. It does have a skid wheel, and it looks nice. Um, it's kind of got a little bit of a radiant flare to it, I find. Well, no, sorry. The radiant, it doesn't thin out. The radiant doesn't thin out, thin out the same way. But nice little glider, and that's checking in at about 270 US dollars right now. Uh, it does have removable parts, wings and ailerons, elevator, rudder. So you can transport it really easily. So that's a good thing to know. And from Hobby King. We don't know what's going on with Hobby King right now. I hope they start to uh, 
recover and push forward and everything with uh, with their lines because we have not seen anything from Durfly in a very long time. But they have the H King Hawker Tempest 880 sorry 800 millimeter. Um, so this is in line with that Mustang, uh, and it comes with the flight stabilizer receiver. So that's pretty cool. It looks nice. Um, it's got all the classic looks of a Hawker Hurricane with the big intake on the bottom. Um, yeah, four-blade prop. I'm trying to find the specs here. Authentic scale, outstanding flight characteristics. Fit it with the Orange RX flight stabilizer with two different modes, beginner and expert, efficient four-blade prop, high-torque brushless motor, high-quality hardware package. So 800 millimeters for the wing. Um, it is 27.75 or 678 millimeters. It's got a 1,200 kV motor, has a 20 amp ESC, and it flies off a fiber better channel radio, obviously, because you want your flight mode controls. Uh, you have to supply your own receiver, and it takes a 3S11, sorry, 3S 800 millimeter battery uh, JST connector. So um, I would change that to an XT30 in a heartbeat because I do have those batteries. Interesting airplane. Uh, what do they retail in for? Uh, it is 140 Canadian. Huh. And they have them in stock at the various warehouses. That uh, might be something to look for. 800 millimeters used to be this odd, this odd, um, really odd market share. Um, FMS used to really, really own it, and they've a lot of the aircraft have stepped away from the size just because the 1100 millimeters took over. I found, um, but stabilized i guess if it's got the controls and everything it could be cool the hurricane looks neat it really does look or the hawker um looks really good uh, the hawker tempest i'm a blast for calling it a hurricane won't i hawkus tempest my fault all right so that's it for the reviews wow blast into this podcast unfortunately it probably won't be a huge long one uh and that's just the nature of a solo chat um if you guys have been out flying, please, like I said, send us some stuff. Tag, tag the uh, uh, on Instagram on uh, the RC After hashtag RC After Hours Podcast and roll that in, and we'll keep going. Um, if you want crash stories, send them. It's uh, RC After Hours Podcast at gmail .com. Um, If you want to support the show, check out our Patreon link and send in those ideas. I will try to uh, get some hosts, some extra hosts, some extra guests. Maybe you need a new host. Who knows? Um, We'll get some extra uh, uh, guests lined up for July. Like I said, uh, Sam uh, from um, uh, Hangar RC Group is going to come on to uh, talk about their projects and their mini aircraft that they're, they're starting to produce and sell. And then we'll, we'll go from there and see who else is uh, we can tag to talk about. Maybe we'll get some new product releases and be able to talk to the manufacturing uh, world that we, we enjoy those inner those little uh, dives, those deep dives into it. I will be teasing away on some of the projects I'm going to do, and I think it'll be a, probably a show or two devoted but to those experiences because they're going to be very, very, very different. So. I don't think I'm going to ramble on too much more because uh, it is Friday and we're going to have uh, a good weekend, I'm hoping. It looks a little cool, so it'll probably be some bench work and everything that'll get done. Maybe some flying, depending on the weather. If not, we'll get the trucks out and have some fun, burn off some batteries. I do have a... Ooh, speaking of trucks. 
I know this is off topic. It's not planes and everything, but I've got a Traxxas Nitro Slash that I'm going to do the break in on very soon. So if I can't get out flying because the weather is just ugh, I'm probably going to put that thing down and, and run that through the break in experience. Uh, that's a. That's a nitro-fueled uh, vehicle, so that'll be on its own, its own uh, unique experience. and Probably very loud, very noisy, very smelly, but uh, should be fun because I have the four-wheel drive electric, which I enjoy a lot. So my first fuel truck should be, um, should be a blast. So, all right, on that note, I'm Andre. You've been listening to the RC After Hours podcast. Thank you for being a part of this crazy journey. And I really hope that uh, everybody is staying safe, following the rules, having some fun still, and um, looking forward to the rest of the summer. Um, So, yeah, stay safe. Thanks for uh, supporting. Thanks for following along. Have a fantastic weekend. Ciao.